The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Maller here. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you. One of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. 56% of job seekers say their biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications, according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be a lonely process, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding a job that fits. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location near you at ExpressPros.com. With no fees for job seekers, visit ExpressPros.com. If you love to be remembered as the person who gives the best birthday gifts, I'm here to tell you that one... Hey, it's Maller here. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds, or I know it'll take you over a minute to down that two-liter. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. It's super simple. First, download the DraftKings Pick 6 app, then pick between two and six players to choose if they'll have more or less of a stat like rebounds, points, assists, and more. Play Pick 6 from DraftKings, the new fantasy app that packs more fun into less time. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code MALLER. The new customers play 5 bucks and get 50 
in Pick 6 credits. That's code Maller only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 first pick set to receive $50 in Pick 6 credits, which are non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only, expire after six months. Restrictions apply. Limited time offer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18-PLUS in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at picksix.draftkings.com slash promos. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen nicotine pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zen create the first ever nicotine pouch, we're still America's number one choice for smoke-free, spit-free nicotine satisfaction. It could be because Zen is made with only six simple ingredients, including naturally derived nicotine salt. Or maybe it's because Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day trial. For anyone worried Zen won't cut it like traditional tobacco, just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zin.com slash find. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Maller here. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. 
Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Firestone Tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Firestone test results and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash SportsTireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. 800flowers.com is your ultimate birthday gifting destination. 1-800-Flowers has thoughtful and artfully created options that are guaranteed to deliver the best birthday surprise. Shop thousands of unique gifts at 1-800flowers.com for exclusive offers and great values. To order today, visit 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. If you love to be remembered as the person who gives the best birthday gifts, I'm here to tell you that 1-800-Flowers.com is your ultimate birthday gifting destination. 1-800-Flowers has thoughtful and artfully created options that are guaranteed to deliver the best birthday surprise. Shop thousands of unique gifts at 1-800-Flowers.com for exclusive offers and great values. To order today, visit 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic. A sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. That it does. We are in the air everywhere. Eight Days a week because four hours are not enough. We thank you for finding the podcast. We thank you for supporting the podcast. We started this. We did it one day a week, and then the the numbers were good, so we kept doing it. Now it's it's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. This is our Friday podcast, a spinoff of the overnight radio show. But we can go third rail, my man. We can hit the third rail on this because, you know, it's just a podcast. We can talk about things that we don't normally talk about on the radio show, uh, which is just hardcore sports. And this is a 
in theory, a sports podcast, but we delve into some other issues in real life. And back again from west of the 405, David Gascon yeah. making his way in. <laughs> there he is. Here I am, loud and proud. Um, so is this, an un- is this an uncomfortable day for you? Because uh, if you've downloaded the podcast, chances are you know who we're going to have a conversation with. Uh so, so David, that's assuming that most of the people can read the description. Wow, I mean, already. <laughs> I mean, we're not even a minute in. Well, and the you're print, already taking the, your shots. No, the I print, mean. the print's fine. So, I, do you often listen to, or do you often read the description when you click on a podcast? Because I sure as hell don't. You know, that's a good question. I, <laughs> I well, I subscribe to some, but. Interview podcast, yeah. Like, uh, oh, okay. I, I listen, like, Joe Rogan, sometimes I'll, I don't listen to all, I actually don't listen to that often, but if I'm looking for some audio content, I want to hear an interview. Yeah. I'll like, all right, who's Rogan got on? And then if it's someone, the description's good and it kind of gets me going, I'll, I'll, I'll listen. If it's someone I've never heard of and the description sucks, I'm not going to listen. Yeah, fair enough. So, uh, but yeah, but generally, yeah, the, the podcast I subscribe to, you know, they're automatic. They're on my phone. I just listen to them, and when I'm wandering around doing my sojourn around, around town here. But uh, yeah, we're gonna have uh, today uh, the chief. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, David's father was a big Kahuna at the LAPD, and and is most famous for the the time with the O.J. Simpson case. He was the spokesperson for the LAPD. He was out in front on that, and he was on television globally and. What he spent over thirty years, right, with the Los Angeles Police Department? As a, yeah, thirty-two as a, years in the department, man. And and how wild is this, though? He was he was known worldwide for what went down with OJ, and there was no social media at the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you think about what it would have been like now, and it. But it was. I don't think it would be much different because it, you could not get bigger than the OJ Simpson case. I mean, even with social media, it made it would have made it a little different. I don't, but, see, I don't know yeah. because, and the reason why I bring that up is because of what's gone on recently with the whole uh, election scandal. Is that you have people that are making these, you have these affidavits that are that are signed by these individuals and in sworn testimony, and you have news agencies out there right now, either one doxing these people or two resurfacing their past life like what they've done in their teenage years or the early 20 early 20s and they basically try to out these people and i think more so now than ever is that if you had police officers that were involved in this investigation and or the da's office i think you'd have more agencies look into these individuals and try to discredit them if they felt like oj was in the right not in the wrong so the, the media, the yes. spin. Well, it is easier to spin stuff in the age of social media. Yeah. Because if you're on the right side of big tech, you don't get censored. Right. If you're on the other side of big tech, you get censored. So it's hard to get your message out because so many people, that's a whole different, you're, you're opening up Pandora's box because that's a whole different conversation, which we've had. We've had that, that people take social media way too seriously and it's the matrix. It's it's not real and all that, but we're getting sidetracked here. But the uh, the OJ, if you're a young person and you, you weren't around for OJ, I was just in the early part of my career when the trial was going on. I remember I was still in college when the murder happened, and then I got out and I, I started working in San Diego and I was covering 
the Dodgers in uh, in L.A. And I remember I was living in Orange County. And I was driving into L.A. and I drive in that 101 corridor through downtown, and they had put up every parking lot right across, uh, next to the. And I say every. There was two massive parking lots right near the 101 when you make the the uh, the interchange with the the one with the 110, like you know L.A. freeways if you're not in L.A. But anyway, uh, so I'm driving there and they put up these giant. And I, I mean, they were like three or four stories of, um, what's what's the term I'm looking for? You, you know those things like painters stand on? They're kind of like fake, fake. Uh, I'm trying. I don't know what the term for that is, but they they so they could have the shot of downtown behind them. Oh yeah, you know, like, you yeah. know like yeah. So and and they were international media. It was wild, like a panoramic view, right? Yeah, exactly. They wanted the panoramic, so they they put up like planks of wood, and so the, <laughs> the reporters could stand. And so behind them, you saw the skyline of L.A., and they were reporting on O.J. and um, and I remember going to to cover Dodger games and uh, during the trial part of it, and it was people. There was a buzz in the crowd. And this was in the days without social media. There was. I remember one night the Dodgers. I think they were in the playoffs, uh, either playing Atlanta or Cincinnati, and a couple of guys showed up. They were. They had been on the Tonight Show. They were Judge Ito impersonators, <laughs> and the crowd. David, the crowd went wild. They everyone wanted to be wanted to be around these two knuckleheads who were dressed like Judge Ito, and uh, it was pretty. It was just it was crazy. And your your dad just a central figure in that. So it's, I'm excited to talk to him. We're going to get to that. We have to start with other stuff though, Gascon. Right? We have to start with other stuff before we get to the the meat with the chief. Yes. Yeah. Sure. All right, so I, I think since since I deal with you, Mr. West of the 405 all the time, Yes. Uh, so why don't we welcome in the chief here, David Gascon, man who uh, was in the LAPD for 32 years, and I get to work with his son, your son here on a weekly basis. So when you found out your child was going to become a sportscaster, did you consider holding some kind of intervention? Uh, not in the least. You did not. Now, uh why not? Because sportscasting, if you were to rank like careers, sportscasting is kind of on the, the back the back side of that. Well, actually, no, you know? No, look, he could be a politician. <laughs> well, that would be worse. That would, that would be much worse. Yeah. yeah. And, and who taught your son how to park? <laughs> His mother. <laughs> have you seen some of the photo photographs, Chief? Have you seen? Because uh, now I, I have. Seen, I don't go in right now because of what's been going on this year. But when I when I'd go into the studio and I'd park, and on, on nights uh, your son was working there, uh, he, he would park in every kind of direction imaginable, rather than in the actual space. And I have photographic proof that this happened multiple occasions. And. And I blame you. <laughs> oh, no, not me. Not me. I'm, I'm, I'm one of those guys that says, thou shalt not. But, but Dave would just say, look, details, details. I, I'm here to take the point. You know, I'm here to get involved in the important stuff. Parking a car? Nah. <laughs> Well, I, I'm I'm happy to talk to you because I I, uh, I support law enforcement. My wife's a 911 operator. It's been a not a good year here, Chief, uh, for the uh, you know people taking shots at the police and all that. And uh, I guess we'll get serious now. And uh, 
you're, you have had a career in law enforcement. When you sit back and look at what's been going on here with the media and uh, open season on local police departments, like what, what from your perspective, like give me your thoughts on, on how this has all gone down this last year or so. Well, I think it's disgusting, somewhat predictable, and uh, been there and done that. Um, life was very chaotic in the early 70s um, due to a variety of reasons, not the least of which was the Vietnam War. Um, but we also had many, many um, anti-government organizations uh, that were at work across the nation. And so we dealt with um, some very extreme uh, violent organizations and uh, it, it, w- it was really ugly. So to see it come back is uh, not a surprise. To see it so politicized is not a surprise. It's more uh, sophisticated now, but a lot of things going on are more sophisticated. Um, you know, to the extent that we're able to follow some of these things that are not suppressed or not handled in the mainstream media, there's some uh, really problematic things happening out here in, in the country and really going on around the world. So for for those that here defund the police, like uh, what are, what are the the actual real world ramifications of that? Like you you spent your you know had a great run of the LAPD. You were you know one of the big shots there. But what what does it actually mean? Because we've actually seen in some cities, as you know, they they have defunded uh, the, the police. They have taken a, a good amount of money away uh, from law enforcement. So when they do the, that in certain places, like. What what happens as far as fighting crime? Well, when you have uh, less officers out there, less visibility, then um, it is extremely counterproductive, and the result is uh, you start stacking up dead bodies and crime goes crazy, which is what you see across the nation right now. Violence is uh, extreme. Look, we're only as good as the willingness of the community to follow the law. And when the percentage of people who don't follow the laws increases for whatever the cause, then they wreak havoc on the rest of the general population. So if you get a percentage that starts getting higher and higher, then you get civil unrest and you get crime and you get all that violence out there. And uh, who's going to look out for those poor people? Uh, the, The only people traditionally that do look out for them are your uniformed police officers and and that's the way it's been, and uh, it's been that way for, you know, probably 150 years here, easily, uh, at least since there's been a, a need for a police department. You have to go back to the basics. Why do we have a police department? Because <laughs> we have a need for them. All right, so let's go back here to the summer, uh, Chief, and, and I have that image, the video in my head still that was bouncing around social media in L.A. here, somewhere in L.A. where the camera guy was walking down the street and there were there were burned out police cars on like both sides of him. It looked like a war zone. How and it was not just Los Angeles. I mean, it's happened a lot of places. But how does that how is that allowed to happen? How 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 are are these uh, people that allowed to run around and burn police cars? It was just seemed insane to me. Well, it is. It's actually an attack on um, civilized society. So it's an attack on the taxpayers. It's a, it's an, I mean, those things cost money, obviously. It's, it's, uh, it's a significant attack on the peace of the community. 
And, of course, it wasn't just the police cars. Um, there were victims that owned um, small businesses along all of those corridors that, you know, their businesses were damaged, they were looted, they were burned out. Uh, many of them, um, members of the minority community that have finally gotten a, a leg up and, and have proven to be successful after many years of hard work. And, and what did we do? Um, we, we kind of um, burned them down to the ground and threw them out of their opportunities for a bright future. And you've you got to ask yourself the question, who would do such things and for what reason? Obviously, if you're trying to be constructive to make things better, uh, and there are certain things we can all ag- agree to, then how does that advance the course of discussion to torch police cars and, and burn people out of their livelihoods? It doesn't. Well, yeah, and then the other thing about it, too, you know, a lot of the people that were doing that, they knew who they were, but they, they just gave them not even a slap on the wrist. They were, they were like in and out. It was a revolving door. Uh, the, the prosecutors were not charging them with anything. So it's like they got a free pass on that, which is also mind-blowing on top of it. Like they, you know, they knew who was doing it in some locations. They caught some of the people, and they, they were not even punished for it, which is, which is just insane to me. Well, it's, a, it's a, another issue. Um, so you know how we generally say don't paint people with a, a broad brush, and we certainly would say that when we're talking about um, police officers in general. Uh, we don't want them painted with a broad brush. Um, but you would have to say that about prosecutors, too. Uh, a lot of the activities that you see going on are the direct results of uh, politics and the the nature of where politicians are and how they are influenced and what they are trying to accomplish, what suits their political preferences going forward. And uh, I think you've seen a lot of that go on in various parts of the country, and, and, and that leaves you somewhat speechless and disappointed. Um, but in a lot of ways, I'm not, dis- I'm not disappointed. I, they lived up or lived down to the expectations I have for some of them. I, I think you've se- seen some of the most gross incompetence in political leadership in the history of our country during this year. Yeah, well, and following that train of thought, I, I know when you found out that, uh, I guess you, you, you know him a little bit, George Gascon is the new district attorney in L.A., shares a uh, similar last name to you and uh, has much different feelings on how to treat crime. In fact, the story came out, I'm sure you saw it here this last week or so, the, the new district attorney in L.A. announced essentially he's going to stop prosecutions on nonviolent crimes, uh, including trespassing, disturbing the police, driving without a license, prostitution, resisting arrest is on that list, um, drug possession, uh, criminal threats, like all that stuff is not going to be prosecuted uh, for first-time offenders, I believe. I think it's only for first-time offenders, but well, when you saw that, I mean, this guy has a reputation. What, what was your reaction? Well, first and foremost, I know George. I've known George for, I'd say, most of his career here in Los Angeles. And I, I personally uh, like George and I've always gotten along with him. And when George left the LAPD and ended up in Mesa and then ended up in San Francisco and all that, I was very much distressed by um, his politics, which I found shocking and disappointing. 
and I like George personally, but I pretty much am on the opposite side of the coin on just about everything he believes in politically. And so I'm disappointed about it. No, we haven't spoken. And would I speak with him? Of course I would. Um, and and do, do I believe that he's wrong in his approach? Yes, I do. And would I, would I be quite vociferous in my views? You bet I would be. Um, I think we have to look at history, and we have a lot of history uh, to look at in terms of what has proven to be successful and what has proven to be unsuccessful in how to deal with our communities. There's no question that we need to have a bond with the members of our community. There's no question that all of us are opposed to abuses that occur, and none of us want to see abuses at the hands of police officers. We can all agree with that. Uh, So we have to be sensitive to that. We have to hire the best people, train them as properly as possible, and we have to hold them accountable. Uh, But to watch the nonsense that's going on as a result of some of these things is kind of... Uh, extraordinarily disappointing. Yeah, and it, it's also just a, a quality of life issue with a lot of these things, right? It's not, you know, say, well, give people a second chance, but as, as you talked about earlier, Chief, when you own businesses and you know people are disturbing the peace in front of your business, causing trouble, they're you know drunk or whatever, and they're making threats, and no one's going to be punished for that. I mean, that, that affects the quality of life. I mean, I, I heard stories in San Francisco of what went on when he was running the show there, George Gascon, in San Francisco, and it sounds like that's going to be coming to Los Angeles. But these are really quality of life things. These, you know, these it seems like you know meaningless stuff in the pictures. Well, trespassing, who cares? But you know, somebody's trespassing on your property, right? This becomes a problem if it continues over and over again. We want to espouse that we care about people and we're sensitive to, about people's uh, welfare. And, and then if I were to walk you downtown and look at Skid Row and to realize that we have probably 60,000 people living on the streets in the city in the worst of conditions, uh, what, what does that really say about how we treat humanely uh, those of us that have problems in the community. If you have a mental problem, if you have a drug problem, et cetera, how do we treat you? We, we let you live in that kind of squalor. We let you get exposed to um, diseases and illnesses and things like that. Uh, we let you live in an area infested with, with rats and feces and all those things that that kind of problem, you know, presents to a community. And, and, and yet out the other side of our mouth, we're talking all these great, wonderful things we're going to do. And, oh, by the way, send us more money so we can fix this problem that actually we've created. You know, yeah. it's, uh, we, have, um, we have gone a long way to destroy some of these major cities in this country. Um, I think Dave's been up to San Francisco uh, in the recent past, and it's, like, shocking to hear the stories. And I, I hear them from other people that have been there. But... You know, I'm a big Kings fan, <laughs> and I go downtown frequently still. And, you know, you don't want to get too far off the main drags there because you're looking around and you're saying, boy, you know, I- I- I'm allowed to pack a gun, but uh, a lot of these poor people here, they have no chance if somebody jumps them. Yeah, I was just in downtown Los Angeles this weekend. I went to the uh, the bookstore down there, and Skid Row – 
you know, he, there was this point of demarcation, as you know, that uh, you know, one you know, one street over was was bad, and then over it wasn't that bad on the other side. It was kind of nice downtown. It, Skid Row's moved over a couple of blocks now. It's no longer just in that that one corridor, and no one seems to want to address that, like the, the homeless problem. And it's even worse, obviously, because of what's happened now with people losing their jobs in 2020, but. Everyone's concerned about other things, but the homeless—it just keeps they keeps piling up. What's it going to take for politicians to actually do something about that? that and it's something. Well, bad, even it's, worse. Uh, it's, it's, look at it this way: if your coach kept presenting you with a football team that was uh, three and thirteen year after year, what's it going to take? It takes a change. You know, we're going to have to change out politicians. People are going to have to recognize that you can't keep voting the same types of people in uh, or the same people in uh, because you're going to continue to get this kind of nonsense. It's, uh, it's the definition of insanity, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it, is, it is wild what's been going on with the homeless problem. That's great, though. You, even you are allowed to carry a weapon. When you go to downtown, you kind of look around a little bit. You're like, wait a minute, what's going on around here? This is not, uh, this is not where I want to be if you go, uh, go a block over. Well, you know, we're, we're really concerned about health issues right now, so much so yeah. that we have this interest in locking everything down. Uh, but what are we not concerned with the health of those thousands of people in the street that are living on top of each other in destitute conditions? Yeah. We, we act like we're paralyzed and we have no ideas on how to deal with them. And then we ask for more money, and then pretty soon there's billions of dollars, and you look around and the problem has grown. So, you know, there comes a point where you say, stop. You know, let's look at this again from the beginning, and let's figure out ways to fix this. We need solutions. We don't need to keep adding to the problem. Yeah, absolutely correct here. And uh, so, you know, going going forward, you know, what do you you say? You need new politicians, but it's like the same type of people run for these offices. So, what's it going to take to get some new blood politically to actually do something? Well, I think it takes a, a significant frustration level in the electorate. Um, so now we're watching this unfold as it relates to COVID-19 and the countermeasures that are being taken in some um, cities, counties, and states. Uh, we're in a position to see what's going on and learn um, those various actions by elected officials across the nation, and we can make judgments as to how they're handle, handling themselves and how they want to attack the problem. and. What's happened now across the country is there is a sizable percentage of the population that has now come to the conclusion that elected officials, many of them, are not to be trusted and that their judgments are faulty, um, that they say one thing but they, they don't believe it or they don't act like they believe what they're saying. Uh, they impose certain rules and regulations and yet they ignore them themselves. And the population has had enough. And I think that's going to continue to grow, and the frustration is going to continue to grow. Even though we're facing this health crisis, um, the frustration with leadership is um, going to continue to grow, and that's going to result in some further changes down the road. So I saw a great video. I think it was from San Bernardino, the the police, the guy running the police out there, who pushed back on Gavin Newsom here in California, trying to you know shut down businesses, as you referred to the uh, the lockdown 
which is really just wild here in California right now with businesses being, uh, restaurants being forced to close, uh, you know, barbershops, all that stuff. And he brought up a great point, though, about how in California and in some other states, these politicians are using the police. They're weaponizing the police to fight their battles with mom-and-pop businesses. You talk to a lot of people still in law enforcement. What, what's been the general reaction from from the people you deal with here about politicians demanding you go in and you know lock down and arrest people running a pizza shop? Well, I think uh, there's frustration at every level of, uh, of the uh, community, and that would include your public servants. Um, so I think the, the address you're discussing is uh, a speech by, the, I think, the Riverside County Sheriff. Oh, it was a Riverside. Um, okay. there, yeah. There's about five sheriffs that have taken some pretty strong positions uh, in, in the state. You know, the state's divided, I think, into 58 counties, and the sheriffs are a constitutionally um, protected position. It was one of the first things that we did when California's Constitution was was uh, put together and passed. It was it designates uh, who the offices are and how the county should be run. The sheriff is, is certainly one of them, and as some sheriffs may tell you, uh, the, the sheriff may have more votes than, the, than any of the members of the Board of Supervisors. So it's kind of interesting when you watch some of the nonsense that's gone on in Los Angeles with uh, the, the power plays back and forth between the sheriff and, and the county supervisors. And, uh, the, the, you know, the sheriffs have, have said, wait a minute, let me, let me look back and objectively look at that and let me consider. I have a real responsibility. I swear an oath to the Constitution also. And, and in that oath... Uh, I have to be sensitive to all of these issues, and I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to be oppressive and abusive to to a largely peaceful and responsible community, and I'm not going to be used um, by some elected officials when they have an, uh, no substantiated uh, reason for the actions that they're taking. Uh, on one hand, they say it's about the science, except when you want to see the science, the science doesn't support their views. And then when you find them going out and doing the opposite of what they're demanding the public do, uh, not only is there frustration, but you, you're not buying it. And, and it, it's not just the elected officials or the elected sheriffs that feel that way. Uh, that would be pervasive in the ranks. Um, you don't want to be used as a sheriff's deputy or as a police officer uh, to be a tool of somebody who's doing something that you believe is inappropriate and perhaps even unconstitutional. Yeah, and, and I have noticed the, the phrase, and I've, we've talked about it on the podcast with your son here, that the out of a, an abundance of caution. Like I feel like these politicians, if they use that line, they think they can get away with anything. Uh, and, and common sense, that's the thing that's lacking. You know, Common sense is not common right now. But you look at around the country, and certain states uh, have opened up a lot more compared to California, and they don't have the problems that California has. And yet, as you reference, you call the politicians out on this, and they just do a tap dance. And so it just it's just going to continue on and on. But uh, if you were if you were in charge, obviously we don't know all the data and all that. We know a lot of it on the internet. But what do you think the proper way to handle? what's been going on here with this public health situation with the COVID 
if, if, if you were in charge, what do you think the proper way to handle it would be? Well, so, so remember how we generally deal with a responsible group of people. I mean, you can start with children. What is our priority? If I was to tell you what's one of the very most important things we do when we're raising children, you want to educate children. Certainly you want to keep them healthy and safe, um, but we want to educate them. Education is, is a top priority. Uh, police departments and sheriff's departments, we come in after everything else seems to have failed, and we're supposed to fix things. We're supposed to neutralize the threats, the problems, and deal with the, uh, the event itself. But the best way to do it is to prevent problems from happening. And so, therefore, we want a robust educational system uh, to take care of how we nurture and raise our children. Well, the same thing about education goes for adults. Um, we, we should have launched a uh, major educational effort that goes from the top of uh, our state all the way through to, to the local community and make sure that we provide the best and most consistent, and I'll say consistent twice, uh, information out there. People don't want to get exposed to this disease. People don't want to die. Uh, people want to live a, a healthy life. People believe in the Constitution. Uh, they, they can express their free will, but they, they want to live. And when we start trying to treat them like cattle, and herd them in different directions, uh, they've gotten to the point where they are, they're not going to be herded. Um, so the best approach is always education. The best approach is always to patiently uh, try to explain and get them to understand and follow uh, without having to force and not use coercive force of uh, police and sheriff's departments. Yeah, and uh, we, we've seen, as I said, you know, Florida, they have had a, a more hands-off approach, for example, and they don't have the the problems that California has. Now, I, I also want to talk in this political climate that we're in, Chief. Uh, I love the fact that you, because of your, your years in law enforcement, from what I understand, from what your son tells me, and, and I've heard through the grapevine, like you have great relationships with people who you completely disagree with. You referred to, we talked about George Gascon earlier, the district attorney in L.A., who you are completely uh, the opposite of as far as his, some of his political beliefs, but, but you get along with these guys. We live in a world right now where if you disagree politically, you, you cannot be friends. Like, you know, I, I'm, I'm more like you where I have friends that are, you know, I disagree with politically, but uh, you know, how did we get to this point where now, if you if you're not in lockstep, you, you're done. Yeah, yeah. There's there's no question, and it's like, um, and and we can talk politics here. Uh, we have so polarized our political environment here that it it's now pervasive throughout life in the entire country. Now, you you line up whether you're to the left or to the right of center, and we can't find the middle ground anymore used to be the measure of a, a successful politician was figuring out a way to find win-win propositions, meeting somewhere in the, in the middle. Um, and, and that's the way you accomplish things, by meeting and working with each other. And, and we're not doing that. We seem to have gotten to the point where the political parties and the nature of the parties and it, their philosophies supersedes the commitment to the United States itself, to the Constitution, and to the people of the United States. Um, and it's a selfish 
an absolutely selfish way to look at politics, to think of you and your party first and not think of the American public and adherence to the Constitution and what's best for the United States. And that's where we are. And, and so until we can find elected officials that are willing to do that, we're going to be in a world of hurt. And guess who's going to take advantage of it? I mean, we're reading about it the last couple of days. There are people constantly probing, constantly looking for a way to weaken the nature of uh, the United States. Uh, the rule of law here has been undermined now for many years. And so there are people who are, they don't have the best interests of the people of the United States in mind. Uh, political power and political power on the international stage is a priority for uh, a lot of people and a lot of organizations. And frankly, those of us on this call, we, we really don't count for much. How much of this has to do us whoring ourselves out to the international community, whether it's China, Russia, the UK, Germany, whatever it may be, because we had this conversation off the air, but the Chinese have systematically infiltrated every area of our nation, whether it's politically, government, pharmaceuticals, medicine, academics. Like they've gone through and have taken shots at us and have, you know, taken a little skin off the uh, off the body. We don't even know where we're compromised. That's how bad it is. Um, I, I remember pointing out a little over a year, maybe 18 months ago, to a good friend of mine, um, the, the fact that we seem to be uh, arresting professors across the country um, at some of our major universities for their involvement with the Communist Chinese Party uh, activities. And, and then eventually we learn of the gazillions of dollars that are being pumped into these universities donations sometimes we're not even they're not even reported but but we're talking about billions of dollars that have been funneled into the country and there's a reason for that uh there's a reason that you know they're contacting local mayors and trying to select people who have shall we say um, ambition and that may one day become Congress people and may find themselves on the Intelligence Committee. There's a reason for all of that. That doesn't happen by accident. These are people that are hell-bent on doing what they think is in their interest. And we, we seem to be naive. We seem to have uh, our head in the sand, so to speak, not to be aware of this stuff, or we're not being educated well enough by the responsible organizations in our government to be aware of this. Um, we We... We, ha we only have to look at what, going, what is going on on the university uh, systems that, to, to find out how threatening this is because our young people are getting hit with things that later on translate into problems for our way of life. You know, we, we believe we have a great way of life. We believe this is a great country, and there are people outside of the country that believe we are a major threat to the rest of the, of the world. You know, I think we all want to get to the Star Trek universe at some point where we all get along and all work together, et cetera. But across the globe, we've demonstrated, we continue to demonstrate, we're not ready to do that yet. And those people that think we can just flip the switch and do it are, uh, are, are really causing problems on the international stage, and they're certainly causing problems in this country. So do you think the root is money? 
I think money is a means by which people can achieve the ideology. So they know um, those that have money to burn, so to speak, know that money can be used uh, to accomplish what their goal is. Um, we value money. It's, uh, it's a cornerstone of our capitalistic system. Um, we measure success that way. We like the toys. We like to, to buy things and own things, and we like to be viewed as uh, significantly successful, etc. So money becomes a natural uh, tool to be used against us, and it is. So when we have positions like Eric Swalwell a couple days ago and Dianne Feinstein's aide from, I think, a year or two ago that have been caught or found to be compromised or are working for a foreign intelligence agency or a government, what do you recommend happens to those individuals here that are are actually sitting in a position of power politically? Well, there's a question of what the investigations might tell you if you do an honest investigation. Um, It shouldn't be surprising to anyone that experts uh, know how to work us. You know, they've spent a lot of time, they've spent years, they know how to successfully um, inject themselves into the... um, political life of a community or the, or the country, and they can do it in a sophisticated way. And you might not even know it's happening to you until you end up in a situation where you're rubbing elbows with somebody, you're having dinner with somebody, uh, but you don't understand that there's, there's another reason other than the friendship uh, that they have. I mean, we see this in criminal activities. I mean, I worked undercover narcotics back in 1971. And you can see it then with the people that you were interacting with. They're not communist spies or agents, et cetera, but they were criminals. And they had a reason for the things that they were doing. And, you know, you, you kind of learn when you get exposed to it. And some people in our country, FBI, um, our, our intelligence agencies, are far more sophisticated in understanding what we're dealing with. But We're not educated at the level we need to be of what the threat is, and I don't think most of our elected officials are educated enough or insulated from the kinds of things that can actually cause us grief. And uh, although I'm not a fan of Eric Swalwell's, um, I wouldn't be be one to immediately assume that he was an agent for the communist Chinese, I wouldn't say that at all. He could he could clearly and easily just be a dupe um, and and not know any better. Uh, you know, which is remarkable if you listen to some of the things that he said over the last four years. So, um, but I think I think we have to realize there are people that are twenty four seven. They are looking to damage the United States and to subvert our government, whereas we may not even be thinking about those things throughout the course of our days. One of the ways that they have gone after us is, I think we can all agree with this, is the way that the news has been published to to the masses, whether it's left-leaning or right-leaning. Is there a fix for that? Well, that's... That's really problematic when you get into it. So, you know, I fashion myself a little bit of an expert in dealing with the news media. Uh, I I also recognize that uh, rather than 
seeing a large conspiracy here, we have to understand who we're dealing with as individuals. And they have some common traits. Um, but they, it's the way they look at themselves and who they are, and it's what their personal belief system is, that too frequently gets in the way of news, and it becomes opinion, and it also then provides a slant to the way stories are carried, et cetera. Now, that's separate and apart from what the... the um, the actual agencies that hire the reporters and put them on the air or publish their stories, that's, that's a completely different issue because, again, there's an ideology at the top of those organizations, whether it be the New York Times, the Washington Post, ABC News, NBC. There are bosses in control that are guiding and directing what is going on below them. We've seen some examples recently with CNN. So... You know, if you get this desire to unify on, on a purpose to be accomplished and you have the power of your organization to advance that, then you, you can be pretty destructive uh, to the extent that you can influence the people that follow you. But when you have so many of them that philosophically agree on something, the question then becomes, is the public well served? I, you know, I happen to believe that... Uh, in, a, in a democracy, um, we, we all need as much objective information as we can get so that we can make good decisions, good decisions on who we elect to office is what we're talking about here. So I'd like to know the truth about all of these candidates. And, and the question is, am I getting it or am I getting only half of the story, which is the half of the story that I'm allowed to hear? Uh, so I, I want a free press, and I want an objective press, and I want to hear both sides of the story. We're not a country that says, okay, we have this, these are the left newspapers and these are the right newspapers, et cetera. We have our, our papers want to tell us that they're telling us the truth. Uh, our agencies on television want to tell us that they're telling us the truth. But the question is, are they really on one side of the political spectrum? I want to pivot real quick and uh... – Ben can jump in on this because I know he'll have some fun with it. Obviously, the OJ stuff, that's one thing. The Michael Jackson cases are another. But the 1997 North Hollywood shootout, how would you have handled that if you were in charge? Well, it's a tactical situation once it starts going down. They, so they effectively did what they should have done. Um, you know, the first units, and I happen to know one of the – officers in the first unit that was there when you get when you get to that kind of a situation you try to secure the the perimeter you bring in all the resources that you need and they did all of that stuff but we had been in a situation where uh, essentially we had shotguns and sidearms and then you're dealing with people that are fully equipped for war uh, not only with body armor but the types of weapons that they had so when you have automatic weapons, you have armor-piercing rounds and things like that, you're ready to, you know, you're a small infantry company. <laughs> and, and so, you know, I think we ended up having 10 or 11 officers wounded in that, two of them seriously, um, you know, shot through the femur and absolutely vaporized like four inches of bone in the femur, I think for both of them. Um, terrible situations, yet we didn't lose anyone, but it easily could have lost them and so um, they did what they needed to do and eventually one was killed uh, he was shot simultaneously through the spinal cord at the same time he pulled the trigger and killed himself 
So both of those um, bullets ended his life, and then the second one ended up down the street, and three, three of the guys that used to work at SWAT when, when I was at Metro, um, they were the people that ended up confronting him, and uh, he lost that firefight, and that, that ended it. But that was, you know, as that thing unfolds, it's easy to go back and say, well, this is what we had, and this is the best way to have approached it, et cetera. But that's not how the real world works. The real world worked exactly the way you saw it on TV in live action. It just started unfolding before your eyes, and it's a dynamic situation that everybody's trying to respond to and trying to make good decisions, trying not to get themselves killed along the way and, not to, and trying to protect the community. Pretty interesting case. Yeah, and uh, chief, when you're when you're out and about, right? When you're you're out and about, is there a day in normal times when someone doesn't bring up the OJ case to you? Uh, <laughs> well, you know, it just I, I did something a few months ago that was just on television in October. It was a British production company, and uh, I tell people that's a that's a case that'll never go away because you'll remember at the time it happened the way. Uh, it impacted the country, and it's like uh, there were so many different hooks that this had into the community, people that were into sports, people that were into movies and television, people that were into advertising and marketing, people that cared about um, society, the, the racial issue and those angles. All those things created a following that made that one of those once-in-a-century types of stories that uh, just gathered enormous interest. I run into people to this day, and it'll, it'll come up, um, where people want to talk about it, and they'll want to talk about it uh, as one of those moments in their lives where they remember every detail about it. I talked to somebody the other day, and it was like, yeah, I followed it religiously, all of it. It's really, yeah, I mean, I find those people all the time, or they find... Uh, interesting perspectives, because um, it, it was very dramatic. I, my part-time job for 25 years, I used to read scripts at night. In the middle of the night, I'd be reading scripts for Stephen Bochco, whether it's Hill Street Blues or one of the other programs. But uh, So I got to know some of the producers and directors and a few of the actors. But it was, it was interesting in dealing with some of them in the years after the Simpson case they would tell me that, hey, this is this is what I do for a living. I do drama. You know, I'm thinking of these things. And they said, that day, I'm thinking of one director in particular, he said, that day I spent the whole day sitting in my bed at Big Sur watching what happened in this thing, this event, and watching you on television in the two news conferences. He said, I'll never forget it. It's one of those seminal moments in my, you know, life in this country. He said it just made that much of an impression on me. Well, it did. It made that much of a impression on, on people, uh, it turns out, around the globe. You know, a couple of years ago, I'm down in Argentina with one of the United States national teams, and I'm in a meeting with their Olympic Committee people, and the guy who spoke English leaned over, and he said, the guys are talking about you. And I said, what do you mean they're talking about me? We're down here to talk about the sport. He said, they're all talking about you because they all watched you on the Simpson thing. And I'm thinking, these guys are in Buenos Aires, and they're talking about watching the Simpson thing. It's like craziness, but that's what happened. It was, uh, it was everywhere, and it was of great interest for a number of different reasons. And 
No, I don't expect it'll go away for a while. I mean, they're teaching as a result of this thing. There are a lot of people that just want to, they remember it so clearly, and there was so much of a following, and there's there's so much media about it that um, I don't expect it's going to go away for decades. Now, early on, like, I know you've been asked this a million times, but when you first found out about this and you realized that OJ could be tied to it, like, what was the reaction among the, the, the department there, the people around you, when you found out, oh, my God, this could be, you know, the, you know a, a legendary figure like OJ could be involved in something like this? Well, it kind of goes back to that Monday morning. I, I got into the office between 8 and 9 o'clock as I'm as I usually do, and uh, I was a commander at the time, and uh, working with with me was Lieutenant John Duncan, who handled a lot of the press, and um, I would have him brief me every morning on anything that occurred overnight or over the weekends, and John came in, and uh, I said, anything going on over the weekend? He said, not really. It was really quiet. He said, although we did have a double homicide in Brentwood. I said, John... A double homicide in Brentwood? We don't even get murders in Brentwood. What are you talking about, a double homicide? What's the story? And he says, uh, O.J. Simpson's ex-wife. And I said, quote, O.J. Simpson's ex-wife? Where is O.J. Simpson? And he told me, which is interesting because, you know, a lot of people had that rush to judgment charge they wanted to make against the LAPD, but he said this. He said, uh, I talked to the guys from Robbery Homicide, and they said uh, he didn't have anything to do with it. He's in Chicago. Well, that was early information. So often the first information you get is not totally accurate. That's why you investigate things, and it takes time. But the first briefing I received, uh, I asked that question specifically, and his answer was, no, he didn't have anything to do with it. The guys say he's in Chicago. Then later on that day, you know, he returns, and then there's an interview, and then we're watching this unfold. I, I'm getting phone calls from, particularly from um, New York and Miami, talking about the O.J. Simpson I didn't know. Um, a lot of us grew up here that were big UCLA basketball fans because we all loved John Wooden, and he was highly successful. And then. We were also big USC football fans because John McKay was fantastic and really fun to follow and had great football teams. And then we had O.J. Simpson, who was uh, an incredible running back. And um, so we were big fans. And so as the story starts unfold over a few days, it starts looking like, uh-oh, he, he, he probably did to – O.J. Simpson did this, and he had people shaking their heads. They just couldn't believe it. And, and it's, in a lot of ways, we're like the general public, which is we watch people on television, and we think we know them. We watch interviews after they've been successful. You know, they scored a winning touchdown or whatever, and they seem likable and warm and fuzzy. Uh, they do a broadcast, or they're in a TV program or a movie, and we like them and follow them, and... We know the successes of their life, and we feel we know these people. And that's always a problem for prosecutors when they deal with, you know, VIPs, um, somebody with a high profile, because people think they know them. Well, we, as we found out, we didn't know O.J. Simpson. Um, eventually, we found out plenty about O.J. Simpson. And um, so it was, uh, it was surprising. It was disappointing. And uh, and yet, if you've been around a while, you you understand that uh, these things do happen, and it happened in this case. It's a tragic case.
case. And the one thing that seems to get lost, but I always make sure I bring it up, is we got to think of those two young people who didn't deserve to die, and they certainly didn't deserve to die like that. Absolutely. What, what do you think happened to the murder weapon? Well, he had ample time to get rid of it. Um, you know, there's plenty of speculation on that. Uh, I don't have any speculation <laughs> that there was somebody <laughs> else involved. Um, yeah. I, I believe that, you know, not only did he do it, but he's probably responsible for whatever happened with it. Um, and it's gone. And so, you know, you remember the story a couple of years ago where they thought they found the potential knife and it didn't turn out to be, et cetera. Um, a lot of a lot of cases, you're short on uh, on evidence. You're short on eyewitnesses. You're short on a, a lot of things that you think you need. But the O.J. Simpson case, yeah, lacking lacking the knife. But the O.J. Simpson case had tremendous amount of evidence uh, to the extent that you there should be no doubt in anyone's mind. And a lot of people um, really don't have any doubt that he did it. Yeah, when you, Chief, when you see OJ now on Twitter golfing in Vegas and all that, and you, you, know, you saw the photos and all the evidence in that case, like, what goes through your mind when you, you know, OJ? I went to jail for a while for a crime in Nevada, but he's uh, he seems to be living uh, living a pretty good life right now. Yeah, well, I think back to what I heard early on. Actually, before I became a police officer, I, I mean, I didn't grow up wanting to be a police officer, and I, I ended up. Uh, going to L.A. Harbor College, one of our local community colleges here in Los Angeles. and So Harbor College down here right off the Harbor Freeway in, in uh, Wilmington. And I took some police cl- science classes. And boy, I was hooked in, I mean, immediately hooked. <laughs> we had a lieutenant down here that was teaching. His name was Rudy DeLeone. He uh, eventually retired as a captain uh, from our Harlembeck uh, station, and Rudy was like the Pied Piper of the LAPD. I don't know how many hundreds of us ended up joining the LAPD over all the years that he taught at Harvard College. But one of the things that we've always heard about, and you hear it expressed in law school, and you hear it expressed all the time in philosophy courses, et cetera, uh, we'd rather a hundred guilty people get released than put an innocent person. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zen create the first ever nicotine pouch, we're still America's number one choice for smoke-free, spit-free nicotine satisfaction. It could be because Zen is made with only six simple ingredients, including naturally derived nicotine salt. Or maybe it's because Zinn is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day trial. For anyone worried Zinn won't cut it like traditional tobacco, just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zinn. Find your Zinn online or in a store near you at zinn.com find. That's zyn.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today Hey, Smaller here. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Firestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Firestone test results and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash SportsTireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. In jail or even worse, you know, have them executed. It's the way the system works. You have to believe that we have a great system of jurisprudence here. You have to believe in the jury system. Um... And it's not going to be perfect. And so some, 
some uh, some bad guys are going to walk away. They're going to take their chances with the jury, and the jury's going to come back and say, we're just not convinced enough. They may go artificially in their minds from beyond a reasonable doubt to beyond any doubt, and they're going to say, ah, we can't convict you. And you go out the door. And if you believe in the system, and all of these law enforcement officers that swear an oath to do the best they can for the community and believe in the system, they shake their heads. You know, I I watched in the early 70s, I think in consecutive years, where guys that had murdered L.A. police officers um, walked out of court uh, because juries had cut them loose. And it was just, like, stunning. Um, but you have to recognize that it happens, and celebrities do get a break sometimes from the fact that the community thinks they know them, and jurors are apt to give them more leeway than someone else. And so it's a little bit of frustration, and you shake your head. Like I said, I kind of think of the poor victims, Um this this guy, eventually, we have to hope he pays the price. Uh, he'll answer to somebody far more powerful than us, but uh, he'll hopefully he'll be held accountable for it. But it's, um, yeah, it's a, it's a frustrating thing. Absolutely. Hey, listen, Chief, thank you. I know when this is over, we all uh, got to get together and hang out like in like you real human beings, you know. By any time, Ben, it's, yeah. a, it's always a pleasure <laughs> to uh, – spend time with you and and uh, obviously i see dave all the time but you know uh, it's good to talk to the both of you i enjoyed it thunderstruck adjective shocked and amazed by the power of fun on carnival riding bolt the world's first roller coaster at sea brian got thunderstruck so hard his 93 year old grandmother felt it 3,000 miles away in nebraska and immediately booked a cruise Hooray! get thunderstruck starting at 289 carnival Choose fun. Cruises are in U.S. dollars per person, double occupancy. Taxes, fees, and port expenses additional. Restrictions apply. Full details on Carnival.com. Ships Registry, Bahamas, Panama. And we're live here outside the Perez family home just waiting for the... And there they go. Almost on time this morning. Mom is coming out the front door strong with a double-arm kid carry. Looks like Dad has the bags. Daughter is bringing up the rear. Oh, but the diaper bag wasn't closed. Diapers and toys are everywhere. Ooh, but mom has just nailed the perfect car seat buckle for the toddler. And now the eldest daughter, who looks to be about 9 or 10, has secured herself in the booster seat. Dad zips the bag closed, and they're off. Ah, but looks like mom doesn't realize her coffee cup is still on the roof of the car. And there it goes. Oh, that's a shame. That mug was a fam favorite. Don't sweat the small stuff. Just nail the big stuff. Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Learn more at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. If I could be you. And you could be me. For just one hour. If you could find a way. To get inside. Each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Walk a mile in my shoes. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Thunderstruck. 
Adjective. Shocked and amazed by the power of fun on Carnival. Riding Bolt, the world's first roller coaster at sea, Brian got thunderstruck so hard, his 93-year-old grandmother felt it 3,000 miles away in Nebraska and immediately booked a cruise. Hooray! Get thunderstruck starting at 289. Carnival. Choose fun. Cruises are in U.S. dollars per person, double occupancy. Taxes, fees, and port expenses additional. Restrictions apply. Full details on Carnival.com. Ships Registry, Bahamas, Panama. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.